There's two of them here this morning. They didn't know which one I was talking to. <clears throat> Actually, we're going to start in chapter 9, verse 20. You follow along as I read aloud. The reason we're dealing with these passages in the book of Genesis is because if you don't believe the foundation for the Bible, there's no sense in reading the rest of it. Okay? If you don't believe what the Bible says in the first 11 chapters, then you are totally misled about the course of history and about the creation and about science and about government and about most everything else. And so we've been looking at these first nine chapters in the book of Genesis since the first of the year. We, this morning we're at chapter 10. But we didn't finish chapter 9 last time, and so I want us to, to start there. Verse 19 of chapter 9 says, And these are the three sons of Noah, and of them was the whole earth overspread. Okay? Get that. These are the three sons of Noah, and of them was the whole earth overspread. It was not a local flood. It was a universal flood, worldwide flood. Covered the mountains to, the, uh, over, went over the tops of the mountains 22 and a half feet. And after the flood, Noah's three sons repopulated the earth. Okay? That's why when people ask me about interracial dating, for example, I always tell them I'm against it because NASCAR and Indy 500 drivers just don't get along. They don't understand that you can do more than just make left turns. Okay? Indy drivers, all they do is make a left turn, left turn, left turn, left turn. Uh, you say, well, NASCAR drivers, they're pretty much the same way. No, they get off the roads and they've got dirt tracks and stuff. It's a lot, lot better. Uh, however, as far as interracial dating among different races of human beings, there are no different races of human beings. We're all one race. Okay? As I mentioned before, there is a second race that human often get involved in, but that's the rat race, and you don't have to participate. Okay? And it's not, a, it's not different kinds of people. They just have a different mindset. They've got to have all they can get right now. Okay? But there's only one race of people, and they are all descendants of Noah through his three sons. That's what chapter 10 is all about. Verse 20, And Noah began to be an husbandman, and he planted a vineyard. And he drank of the wine, and was drunken, and he was uncovered within his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father, and told his two brethren without, outside the tent. Sham and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were backward, and they saw not their father's nakedness. Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done unto him. And he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Sham, and Canaan shall be his servant. God shall enlarge Japheth, and he shall dwell in the tents of Canaan, and Canaan shall be his servant. 
Noah lived after the flood 350 years. All the days of Noah were 950 years, and he died. That's the end of chapter 9. Two very significant things here that I want you to see. Number one is that nakedness was very, very important from the time God clothed Adam and Eve even through the time of Noah. Okay? And when I see people running around with little or no clothes on, I recognize that they do not understand what the Bible has to say about it. The Bible says that uh, in Genesis chapter 3 that Adam and Eve saw that they were naked and they were ashamed. And yet, we dress our little girls in clothing that just barely covers anything and tell them they are cute. That's not cute. That's shameful. And it's not just a question of semantics. A man sees a woman who's properly dressed, covered up, and he is the part of his brain that sees that is the part of the brain that enjoys art. We like beautiful stuff. A man sees a woman in a bikini, and part of his brain that is stimulated is that part that wants to possess stuff. The part that buys toys and tools. Seriously. Result of a university study. I can get you the documentation. But we don't see women the same way when they are dressed as we do when they're only partly dressed. And for a dad to allow his daughter to run around half-dressed is not only negligent, it may very well be stupid. The problem I have with that is you can't fix stupid. You say, Brother Casey, that's your opinion. Yes, it is. I'm glad you mentioned that. However, I believe it's God's opinion too. Okay? The biblical standard for women in the Bible is not a long skirt or a long dress. The biblical standard for women is the same as it is for a man. It is modesty. Modesty. Okay? You say, well, are men sometimes immodest? Oh my goodness, it's a big joke. When somebody says, uh, it makes a joke about a plumber, what's the first picture you get in your mind? Okay? If you didn't get that, ask somebody else. Don't ask me. I don't want that picture in my mind the rest of the day. Okay? Or this guy who's um, whose shorts or trousers are oh, how do I say this? He has Dunlap's disease, okay? Because his stomach Dunlapped over his buckle. Okay, that's what it's called. And you say, well, Brother Casey, that's not immodest, is it? 
Yeah. Make somebody sick. That's immodest. <laughs> Just wrong. All of this is introduction. The next thing that I want you to see. This is the last time, the last thing in Noah's life that the Bible records. The last thing in Noah's life that the Bible records is he got drunk. And it ended up causing a curse on his grandson. Let me repeat that because I want you to get it. Baptists used to not have a problem with this. Now I know a lot of Baptists who don't see anything wrong with a little social drink every once in a while. The last thing recorded in Noah's life is he got drunk and his grandson got cursed because of it. Don't think you can drink and it not cost you or your family. The Bible says wine is a mocker, strong drink. The Hebrew word for strong drink is the the word that's translated beer in our day and time. Wine is a mocker, beer is is raging, and whosoever is deceived by there, thereby is not wise, the book of Proverbs says. Okay? What's the opposite of wise? Stupid. Okay? They wrote somebody wrote a whole song about that. They call it Here's Your Sign. They rode up in a boat to the boat dock and had a whole string of fish. And the guy said, oh, did y'all catch all those? No. We talked them into surrendering and they just climbed in the boat. Here's your sign. And it goes on from there. So, Brother Casey, why are, you, why are you telling us all this? Because the Bible says it. And if the Bible says it, it's important. I recognize some people are going to do what they want to do anyway. That has always been the case. Always been the case. But as a believer, as a follower of Jesus, you cannot do everything you want to do and expect God not to chasten you. Chastening. You know what that means? Okay? Spankings. When I was growing up. And if he... You don't respond to chastening, then there is scourging. That is always physical. Scourging takes the flesh off of you. They scourged Jesus before his trial, left the flesh hanging from his body in in strips and tatters. Got it? Okay, now, let's move on. Now, these are the generations of the sons of Noah Sham, Ham, and Japheth. By the way, Shem is the father of the Jews. Japheth is the father of most of the Gentiles. Ham is the father of the Palestinians, the Canaanites. You'll get that as we read through here. And all those folks. Okay? The, the, the North Africans, all those are from, uh, are from Ham. Okay? People say, well, the reason... There's black people is because Ham got cursed. Ham didn't get cursed. Canaan got cursed. And the curse on Canaan was that when God gave the land of Israel to the Jews, to Abraham and his descendants, they went in and they destroyed seven different tribes of the Canaanites. And the rest of the Canaanites have been servants to the Jews and to the Gentiles, ever since. 
Noah's day. Is that true? Absolutely. You ask a Palestinian where he wants to work. He wants to work in Israel. You ask a Palestinian, what kind of job would you like to have? And he'll often say, well, I don't care as long as I have a Jewish boss. Because that's where the money is. And there are no jobs in Palestinian territories to speak of. Israel gave them the Gaza Strip with the incredible greenhouses and the incredible farms producing food to feed all of the Palestinians and all of the Israelis. And within six months, it was all destroyed. Just want to make that clear. Here we go. The sons of Japheth, Gomer and Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshach, and Tyrus. Got that? Okay. You've heard of Gomer. You've heard of Magog. You've heard of Tubal. You've heard of Meshach. You may not have heard of Tyrus. But these guys, the ones you've heard of, are those people who live in what's now Russia, the Ukraine, and North Turkey. Then he names the sons of Gomer, Ashkenaz and Riphath and Togarmah, and the sons of Javan, Elisha and Tarshish and Kittim and Dodanim. By these were the isles of the Gentiles divided in their lands, everyone after his tongue and after their families in their nations. That's where all all we uh, Europeans, of people of European descent, that's where we came from. We're sons of Japheth. The sons of Ham were Cush, Ethiopia, and Mishraim, and Phut, and Canaan. Mishraim is the upper Nile, and Phut is Libya. Canaan is Canaan. The sons of Cush were Siva and Havilah and Sabta and Ra'amah and Sabtacha. And the sons of Ra'amah were Sheba and Dedan. These are cities and nations in northern Africa and in the Saudi Arabian Peninsula. Cush begat Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one in the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Wherefore, it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. Let me explain that. Because this, the translation of King James is not clear enough for, understand, for us to understand exactly what it's saying. He began to be a mighty one in the earth. Okay? He was a mighty warrior in the earth. That's what that means. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. That is a Jewish idiom. Say, so what's an idiom? Well, if you say, tell somebody, go jump in the lake. My mom used to say that. Or, or you boys go fly kites. Okay? She didn't intend for us to get our kites out and go. She just meant, get out of the house, get away from me, leave me alone. My dad used to say, it's going to be too wet to plow, or it's going to be Katie bar the door. Okay? 
and say, did Katie live with y'all? No. Did we do a lot of plowing? No. But we knew what that meant. It's an idiom. It means if you don't straighten up, your party's over. In fact, your party's over whether you straighten up or not. But if you straighten up now, you won't get a spanking. Okay? For those of you who have never heard those idioms before, now you know. Mighty hunter before the Lord means he's a slaver. He hunts people. He hunts people. Wherefore, it is said, this guy is like Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. This guy's like, he's like Nimrod. That is not a compliment, by the way. Because he was related to everybody on earth. And then it goes on and began to, begins to number and name the cities that he built. The beginning of his kingdom was Babel. If you want the current English translation, the beginning of his kingdom was Babylon and Erech and Akkad and Kalneh Kalne in the land of Shinar. And out of that land went forth Asher or Assyria, and built Nineveh, and the city Rehoboth and Calah, and Resin between Nineveh and Calah, the same as a great city. Mishraim beget, beget Ludim, and, and, he, and he goes on and names all these people. You say, Brother Casey, why does it give us all these names? Well, two reasons. Number one, because God wants you to know that people are important to him. Individuals are important to it. I mean, why else would he bother knowing the number of hairs on your head? Why else would he bother watching you all the time, whether you're awake or asleep? Why else would he bother uh, being concerned about you when you're about to make a wrong decision? Because he already knows why it's gonna, how it's going to turn out. He already knows what the problem's going to be and the problems that are, it's going to cause. God is concerned about you. The second reason that all these people are listed here is because there are 70 nations listed here. When the Israelites went down into Egypt, they went with 66 people, plus Joseph and his wife and his two boys, making a total of 70. And God's plan and purpose for the Jews was for them to witness and evangelize the rest of the world, all of the nations of the earth. That's still his plan in one of the feasts of Israel. Slips my mind right now which one it is. They offered 70 bullocks on that feast day as a sacrifice to God. Seventy. One for each of the 70 nations that came out of Noah's family. God's concerned about all the nations of the earth. That is God's plan and purpose for the world, for everybody to have an opportunity to be saved. 
2 Peter 3, 9, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But they can never come to repentance if they don't have the gospel. The gospel. What's that word mean? Good news. Do you know when the good news stops being good news? Say what? Yeah. There comes a time when the good news stops being good news. Do you know when that is? It's when you stop sharing it with anybody else. If you don't share the good news, then it's not good news anymore. If I'm going to give my neighbor $10,000, like that's ever going to happen. <clears throat> but if I'm going to give my neighbor $10,000, but I don't ever tell him, is that good news to him? If I sent word over, hey, I'm going to give you $10,000. I got the check written. I'll hand it to you next time I see you. How long do you think it would take for him to see me? <coughs> I mean, he lives right next door. He'd be there in a heartbeat. Uh, maybe two heartbeats, depending on how fast his heart's beating. But anyhow, it wouldn't take him very long to get there. But if I've got the money... And I don't ever let him know that it's his for the asking. Then it is not good news to him. Is that right? Okay. Am I off on a tangent here? Everybody following me? Trying to make it simple. So if you know the gospel, which is what? Gospel, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 4, how that Christ died for our sins. According to the Scriptures, that He was buried and He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. That's the Gospel. Paul says that's the Gospel whereby people get saved. That's the good news. And it stops being good news when we stop telling them that God loves them and Jesus will save them because He already paid the price for their sin. Which brings up a, the next question. You don't have to answer this one out loud. Answer it in your heart. So how many people did you give the good news to last week? Anybody? Could be in gospel tract form. Could be in a spoken word. Could be in a gift to missions. But the bottom line is, if you are not sharing the gospel, then... You have killed the good news. You stopped it with you. And that's just wrong. God's intent was for the Jews to evangelize the world. John 1.12 says, He came into His own and His own received Him not, but as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God. The Jews didn't receive Him. And so He gave the Gospel to the Gentiles. And we are now in what's the, called the church age. There's coming a time, probably in the very near future, when the Jews will again begin to receive Jesus Christ as their Messiah. The church in Israel is growing rapidly. It's pretty cool. <coughs> it's what God said would happen. In the last days. 
the end of the last days. But what that tells me is the church age is just about over. And if we're going to do anything with the gospel, we better do it now. We better do it now. Verse 32. You say, wait a minute, what about Shem? Okay, verse 21, Shem. Father of all the children of Eber. From the word Eber, we get the word Ebru, which is Hebrews. Doesn't mean that men have to make all the coffee. It's talking about the children of Abraham, the Hebrews. The brother of Japheth, the elder, even to him were children born. And it goes through and lists them. The cool verse in this section is verse 25. Unto Eber were born two sons. The name of one was Peleg, for in his day... In his days was the earth divided. Okay? Lots of speculation about that verse. Does it mean that's when the continental drift began and the continents split apart? Maybe. Does it mean that's when the nations were divided? Maybe. I certainly don't know. I know you're hoping I'd tell you, but I don't know. He goes on from there. Gets down to verse... 32, these are the families of the sons of Noah after their generations in their nations, and by these were the nations divided in the earth after the flood. Chapter 11, verse 1, this is where we'll start next week. The whole earth was one language and one speech. Kind of like English today. Brother Casey, not everybody on the earth speaks English. No, but they all want to. Okay? It's taught in their schools. English is a second language. And if you think English is an easy language to learn, consider this. The word there means belonging to them. The word there means back there in that place. The word there means they are. And it all sounds exactly the same. How do you explain that to people? One of the things I like about Chinese is, if you're a younger brother, then you're Didi. Okay? If you're an older brother, you're not Didi anymore. You're Juju. Okay? If you're the older sister, you're JJ. You're the younger sister, you're Meme. So they got different titles for each one. In our family, you're just brother or sister. And you can't get all the family to admit that. They're related to you. I don't know what's wrong with you. <clears throat> Listen to me. We speak English. God took the word of God. And had it translated into English. And then made it a law that everybody in this country has to go to school and learn to read. Wonder why. Oh, so we could have a book in our house that gathers dust on the shelf. No. So you could have the Word of God for yourself. So you could read it. You say, well, Brother Casey, the, 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 the Bible's too hard to understand. How do you know you hadn't read it all yet? 
Listen. End of kindergarten. Right before third, first grade. Okay? C spot. C spot run. C dick. C dick run. C Jane. I'm sure there's more after that. That's all I remember. Okay? But the first time I picked up that book and looked at it, I didn't have a clue what it was saying. Okay? Then I learned to read. See, spot, run. The spot part was pretty easy because they had a picture of a dog that had spots on him. Okay? But the R-U-N, I had to figure that one out. I think I know what that means. Speed spot run. By the same token, first time I read the Bible, I didn't understand it. Second time I read it, I didn't understand it. Now that I've read it numerous times, i got to go ahead and tell you, I still don't understand it all, but I understand it a lot more than I did the first time. So keep reading. Make it part of your life. This morning in Sunday school, we discussed the fact that in Deuteronomy, Moses told the people, put it in front of your kids. When they get up in the morning, when they sit at the table, when they walk through the day, whatever they're doing, when they go to bed at night, talk about the Word of God. Why? So they can live a long time. So that it will be well with them. So they can be blessed by God. And I don't know about you, but that's what I want for my kids. All of them. All my grandkids. I want them to know the blessings of God. And it comes through the Word of God. If you're here this morning and you have never trusted Jesus Christ as personal Savior, let me share with you once again the good news. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life should live forever. And this is the gospel whereby people are saved. Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, was buried and rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. And then in the book of Romans, he started out and said, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Nobody's getting to heaven because they're good enough. And then he said in chapter 6, verse 23, The wages of that sin is death. Not physical death. Separation from God forever. Now I say not physical death. Not only physical death. But separation from God forever. But the gift of life is eternal life. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And then chapter 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth that Jesus is Lord. In the King James, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. In the Greek, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth that Jesus is Lord. And shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Saved. Saved from what? Saved from the penalty of death. 
Saved from going to hell. Saved from being separated from God forever. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's that simple. If it was hard and you had to climb Pike's Peak on your hands and knees 14 times in order to be saved, there would be this long line of people waiting to crawl up Pike's Peak. But because it's simple, people think, well, I don't have to do that. I can just be good. I'll be good to my neighbor. I'll try to keep the Ten Commandments. I'll do my best. And then when I die, God will weigh my good works and my... If I have any bad deeds, He'll, he'll weigh them out. And, and I'm sure I'll make it. Not... Nowhere does the Bible say being good will get you into heaven. Except one place. The disciples asked Jesus, what do we, must we do to inherit eternal life? And He said, except your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees. You'll not even see the kingdom of heaven. You've got to be perfect to even see it. Don't raise your hand. But how many of you are perfect? Okay. If you wanted to raise your hand, we need to talk. That's the gospel. That's how people get saved. And if you have never been saved, you can get saved today. It's that simple. It's that easy. Just believe Jesus. Receive the good news, the gospel, and you can be saved. Let's stand together with our heads bowed and eyes closed. In just a few moments, Brother Greg's going to come and lead us in just as I am without one plea, but that, I, that my, thy blood was shed for me, O Lamb of God, I come. That's pretty simple. Pretty simple. You don't have to clean your life up to get saved. No, you get saved and God will clean it up for you. Okay? That's why you don't catch filleted fish. You catch them, and then you, then you clean them. You respond to God's invitation for salvation, then He'll straighten you out. Father, we love You, and we thank You so much for Your precious Word. Dear Lord, help us understand more clearly than ever before that the Word of God is true. Every word is true. And You're going to judge us by Your Word, not by what we thought. Dear Lord, Bless this invitation time. Speak to our hearts. And Lord, that one that's here that needs to be saved, help them to come. That one that's recently been saved and not responded to your gospel, help them to come. Not come and made a profession of faith, shared with folks that they've been saved. Help them to come. If you've spoken to someone's heart about church membership, help them to come so that we can explain to them how we receive members. Lord, it may be that some folks just need to come and confess that they've not obeyed your word. They've not lived according to your word, and today they're making a new commitment. 
that they're going to live for Jesus every day. You bless this invitation according to your will. And we'll rejoice in whatever you do. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Page 249.